0: Hello and welcome to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. I'm Joe Oberle, uh, senior writer at VikingsTerritory.com, purplepeeptsd.com. That's Mark Craig. Wait, over there. Uh, Mark Craig, he's the uh, NFL insider, Vikings writer for the Star Tribune, StarTribune.com. Mark, uh, Minnesota suffered one of its most dispiriting events yesterday. It's just It's, it's crushing. Uh, i don't know how people are getting past it but taylor swift did not come to the game on sunday i mean how, how do you how do you get over that
1: i you know she was in new york joe we, we're you know we're just good flyover people and you know that she hates us and it's hard to recover from joe it's hard to recover from
0: yeah i i, I swear when uh travis kelsey got hurt I, I the look on his face in the silence was sadness that you know uh taylor wasn't here and he was and the, and the Vikings were making a comeback and, uh, but, uh, you know, he got over, he got back into the game and helped, uh, oh. feed him. Oh my goodness. What a, uh, you know, I watched this game in piecemeal. I saw the first play of the game, uh, from scrimmage for the Vikings and thought just like every other Minnesotan did, here we go again with a fumble after a great play by a slant pass to, uh, Josh Oliver. And he coughs it up just as like he'd been doing all season. And it was deja vu all over again. And, and, uh, You give uh, Pat Mahomes and his team a gift like that and you're just not going to recover. And in the final analysis, they lost by seven. Uh, You know, I mean, it's not the whole game wasn't lost then because the Vikings played well and came back and had some things decent happen. But in the end, yeah, it just is the turnovers that once again are just killing this team in a, a team that could have won every game they played in, save for the turnover seven.
1: Turnovers in the first quarter of this season, seven. Yeah, you sound like you sound like Sid. Throw out those seven turnovers, and they're five and zero, oh, baby. I didn't um, say that
0: but they could have won those games, Mark. You you know those turnovers. Yeah, well, Mark.
1: you know that, that if 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 that's just the way the league is, um, you know, if, if you turn the ball over, you're going to lose. My my first thought when I saw it was we don't have to do a podcast. We'll just we'll have Mike uh, Woldum dub in. You know, new the new name of the of the. Turnover, it's 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 the same. Oh, I don't have to listen to your trolling every week. That's good. That's perfect. Do it. it's the same theme. It's the same story. It's the same. uh, Just like last year. Last year we were talking about each week. It was like, wow, you know, (laughs) is it good? Is it luck, or do you create your own luck? So, I was on the side. Well, no, I wasn't. I I was on. We were on different sides on that. Yes. Yes. You
0: said they were very. Are they? Are they?
1: What the hell? I'm
0: trying to talk. Huh? I know, but I, – I, I,
1: well, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, uh, you, know, you do – you create your own – I mean, this team could beat anybody in the league. They could lose to any, anybody in the league too. That They're the most disappointing team in the league right now, and people would say maybe the Giants. But, but I think the Vikings are better than the Giants. And the Giants have had some, you know, just getting destroyed and and, and embarrassed. They're better than the Giants. Like they're better than the Giants, but they can't win. They they, they just can't win. They can't put it together. And they didn't even they didn't even they cut to the chase right away by doing it on the first snap. The game was 10 seconds old when the Vikings basically put themselves in a hole that they never got out of. They because the Chiefs got the ball at the 45 they do what the chiefs do they go right down they score and then the vikings were, just could never get over that and
0: so you're saying that last year they created their own luck or it's it, they were lucky and this year
1: i didn't say they were lucky i'm just saying we were we had that discussion we had that discussion last year about is it luck do you create your own luck da, 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 back up you me know, whatever. what what's the answer and it was it was you know it's the same. you know last year yeah yeah they, they did a lot of things but one thing they did is they took the ball away from the other team and they yeah. they did not turn the ball over. So uh and I thought that yesterday's defensive game plan was good. And I thought that it was it was winning caliber defense and the, the scheme was winning caliber, but they don't take the ball away from you. Know, they got to get some takeover or some takeaways.
0: I'd settle for them just to stop giving it up. I mean, you know, seven fumbles in the fir- or seven turnovers in the first quarter of this season resulted in that field goal by uh, uh, I can not know his name, Greg Joseph. He hasn't been on the field so little this year. Uh, that was the first points by this team in the first quarter of this season in five games. The first points, you know, that's because you go down there and you on the first first series every time you give the ball up and then you start paying. You can't do it. It's just it's uh, it's it's terrible. You know, I mean, uh, what? Are they nervous? Are they, you know, skittish? Are they uh, don't have a leader that that says, "Screw this, let's go out and win." I mean, you know, last year, yes, they 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 showed some some guts and and came back from from being down and never gave up. And there's a bit of that this year, but they keep putting themselves in holes right out of the gate. You, you know, and uh, they've had a pretty tough schedule. And you're not going to, you know, they've, they've lost the three division leaders. They're, you're not going to. Win those games if you cough it up. I mean, good lord, everybody, a different person every week. This week it was Josh Oliver. It's been McAllister. It's Ben Hawkinson. It's been you know name somebody that's given it up. Just
1: unbelievable. Sorry, I'm a little cranked up this morning. Is there anything else needs to be said? Uh, Not there's no, the theme. The, the theme is the fact that that it, it happens, but there's. It's it, you know, Josh Oliver, one of my five extra points. But Josh Oliver has had a 40 game career, uh, had never lost a fumble in his career. His first play of the game, just, at, a, at a point where they where the, all the emphasis is on don't turn the ball over. And, and and it's actually getting to the point where you wonder if uh you know how when you stand on a T-box, Joe, and you say, I don't want to hit it right out Good of point. bounds, and your brain hears out of bounds right, doesn't hear the don't. <laughs> right. And you go out, especially me, go out of bounds right. Um, you know, maybe it's time to go to the three-wood, Joe, and then stop talking about it, stop fixating on it. I don't know. Self-fulfilling um, but,
0: prophecy, is that what
1: you're saying? Yeah, it's it's that. You know, when Kirk Cousins threw the pick six, you know, that to me was was avoidable. You know, and a lot of these are avoidable. But uh, you find guys like, like Josh Oliver said that he was just trying to do too much, um, you know, trying to – then the play trying to get more and more well how do you play you don't catch the ball and just fall down you know? yeah, yeah. Uh, so he says you have to tuck it and you know you're looking at it um, and another part of this is it's out there and everybody's talking about it and everybody and granted defenses always go for the strip they always go for the for the takeaway mm-hmm. but I think there's an there's an, another level to this uh, the way de- defenses are playing it's like we've got to go for the ball. And, and it's just becomes, it's like, it's chum in the water. It's like the sharks are just circling them. Uh, Hawkinson's uh, the, whatever game that was, uh, was uh, Chargers. The yeah. guy just reached in, grabbed it from them. Uh, this one, you know, the helmet, I believe the helmet was right on the ball.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, you've got to, you've got to protect it even harder than normal because uh, their teams are just like, Hey, the, the, they're going to give us the ball on the first drive. So yeah, three points in the first quarter. Yeah, but they could be at twenty points in the first quarter. Exactly.
0: Right? Yeah, I heard heard uh, uh Ron Johnson and uh Nordon K fan talking about this, and they're they're talking about punishment for you know, or some kind of way to get people to focus even more on protecting the ball. And uh one of them suggested uh you know, every time you fumble, you watch the rest of the team do extra push ups, sit ups, you know, things. Uh, they take the penalty. That'll get to your head. But do you think uh old Kevin O'Connell, Mr. Kumbaya has got it in him to, uh, to maybe set no. somebody down or, or say, okay, you know, I, I can't put you on the field. It's too much of a lie. Now, granted, it's been so many people. It's not, you, you, you wouldn't have a starting lineup if you did that, but uh you know, any thoughts there? Well, what's
1: he going to do? I mean, uh, you know, after he said that, Kirk Cousins throws a pick six. Is he gonna is he gonna sit Kirk Cousins? Right. I, whenever 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 he came out and said we're gonna make personnel changes, we're gonna change this one way or the other. We're gonna make and I said what he should do is put Nick Muse out there, have Nick Muse fumble, and he's <laughs> like, nick get out, get it. You're you're done. I'm putting you, I'm you're I'm shipping you to, to Cleveland, Timbuktu. Uh but you know, if uh, TJ Hawkinson, the highest paid tight end in, in history. Uh, fumbles. He has a ball ripped out of him. You know, what's he going to do? Sit him down. And maybe he should sit him mm-hmm. down now. But um uh you know, Kirk Cousins, you know, you know, Justin Jefferson they had a couple of drops or you know,
0: just going to talk.
1: About that was it. a high kind of a high pass to, to in the in there. Yep. just get a screen to the guy and he couldn't complete it. Um so yeah, that that you know, having him do sit-ups and push-ups and you know, that worked when in the uh, I'll say early eighties and for you probably mid seventies when you were in high school. That's true. Uh, yeah. That's what they did when you you took kids in high school, but yeah. you just can't, you're not going to do that in the NFL today. I mean, it's no, you no. Know, I mean, maybe you do need to do some punishing or some, some, but it just doesn't, that's not going to happen.
0: You know, I, uh, you, you kind of brought up the golf analogy and I'm going to bring up another one. You talk about drops. that's was next on the agenda. I mean, uh, Madison drops, uh, a, uh, a, a, a screen pass that would have, you know, maybe gone for, a, a, a on the final drive for, for a touchdown. Um, Hawkinson once again has his drops. Um, uh, uh, it's almost like they got the yips. I, I think there is some panic with this team. Now maybe that's a product of always having to come back and scramble to get a win. Last year, those things were working for him. Last year they got bounces last year. They got, uh, they created some luck, uh, they capitalized on it. This year though the, the ball's bouncing away. But I, I think like I mean uh, cousins threw a lot of high passes and some and, and some of the passes he threw to these guys was so hard they weren't ready for him. I think you know p- passes have gone through some players' hands because he was that to me is a product of desperation or or panic that I gotta throw it even harder to get it there or yeah. else um, I, I, am going to turn around, I, I gotta make a play here and then I don't secure the ball and, and, and the way I'm, you know, I, I lose that fundamental. I don't know there, you know, I, I, when you're a one in five, one in four team, uh, that, that stuff's going to settle in. And I, I think, uh. They need a sports psychologist right out of uh, the natural baseball movie. You know, <laughs> to yeah. get to well, them. maybe
1: maybe Kirk's personal trainer is making him too strong, and he's throwing it too hard, right? So we got to back off on that guy. Uh, no, you know these these the, the passes that Hawkinson's dropping, um, you know, are hitting to me. Okay, this is a perfect example. You're on the field with Jason with uh, with uh, Travis Kelsey. You know, probably one of the two. You know, one of the. He's got to be top five all time. time He's going to have the
0: records if he stays in. Uh,
1: the other guy, you know, and we shouldn't attach money to everything, but the other guy got paid more than him, all right? And if a ball – if if there's a ball that's hitting him – if the ball's coming off of his hands, no matter how hard it's thrown, it should be caught. There were the, the the biggest drop I thought that hurt them uh, in the third quarter, uh, the Chiefs open up and they go 74, 75 yards. They score a touchdown, okay? The next play is a you know Hawkinson is is t- tightly covered and he's going down the middle of the field. Kirk hits him. Kirk had threw a really you know, spot on ball. You know Kelsey or um Hawkinson's hands are just above the defender and it goes off his hands and they go three and out. Yeah. You know that, and then the Chiefs follow that up with another 75-yard touchdown. They go up two scores. Um you know that that can't happen. Whenever you you got a guy that you you that you love and he's 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 a good player and and I think he had three drops total. Uh, Josh Oliver also had a ball go right through his hands on the sideline. Yep. That's a great throw by Kirk. You know, I granted he's a he's a blocking tight end and everything, but you know the ball goes through his hands. Um, you know, Madison, as you said, had the drop. Um, maybe the only guy who didn't drop a ball was uh, the rookie. Uh, you know, Madison, so, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, is, that's is, another issue. Is uh besides the turnovers, is you got these, you know, and Kirk's having statistically having a good season. They're rattling off all the things he's doing, but yeah, it's not it's not translating.
0: What uh, what's going on with Hawkinson? Is he still is he still holding in, Mark? That's what I
1: want to know. Is he still holding in? Oh, well, maybe, yeah, maybe he maybe he needed to practice more in the in the summer. I don't know. Uh,
0: it's got to be tough for uh, uh, Kwesi. To watch uh, Laporta over in uh, Detroit, just just have a field. He had two touchdowns yesterday. Had a bunch of receptions. He just looks like the next the next Travis Kelsey. And and we traded with Detroit for uh, Hawkinson. I'm not re- ready to give up on Hawkinson by by no stretch of the imagination, but he's getting outplayed by the rookie who they traded away. At, uh, they traded away Hawkinson and then drafted Laporta with their first overall draft. They knew what they were doing. Wasey in this in this transaction looks like he got swindled you know just well, like,
1: yeah i mean that those things go back and forth and last year it was a win-win for both uh, yeah i will say that, that the lions the lions identified what they were going to willing to pay the lions knew what was coming down the pike financially for, for for uh hawkinson and they weren't willing to, to, to pay it i mean they, they liked him as a player but they were not going to pay him and make him the highest paid tight end uh they were one in six when they traded him you know uh, they've they're doing pretty good since then, uh, and it's not just because they got rid of him. But I'm saying that, no. that there's a lot of things right now that 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 Quasi um, that's going against him. I and mean, one would be, and I wrote about it last uh, Wednesday, was uh, Pacheco. You know, you look at how hard that guy runs, and the first couple, you know, third downs were were situations where they didn't need to throw the ball. Pacheco's slamming the ball in there. He's getting this is a guy who had seven touchdowns for a Super Bowl team, started in the Super Bowl. Um, that, you know, there was, uh, and I did the follow the bouncing ball on the, on the, all the trades that were done on day three involving, you remember when the Vikings, they traded, uh, the Raiders traded up with the Vikings in the fourth round or uh, fourth, fifth round, whatever it was, 126 for 122, Mm -hmm. the Raiders take a running back, the Vikings drop down and they, at 126, they trade the pick back to the Raiders, the Raiders end up getting the 250th pick. Uh, the Vikings take one of those two picks they get for that and, and take Ty Chandler. OK, you know, it was you know, promising player and everything. The Chiefs sit there at 251, take Pacheco and the guy is fantastic and he would look pretty good as a Viking right now. So there's a lot of these, you know, I'm not saying I we should know like the difference between Pacheco and Ty Chandler, but your general manager and people like that, those are the kind of things that start adding up good or bad. The Chiefs are on top not only because they got uh, Travis Kelsey, uh, Patrick Mahomes, and Taylor Swift and Andy Reid. They're they're on top because they draft and they kill the draft. They they've crushed the draft from one through seven. Uh, you know, so- yeah, they're they're
0: surviving uh, without uh, in the wake of the Tyreek Hill trade uh, without a a number one receiver. You know, they're 4-1, and, and and they're still surviving because they know what they're doing. I mean, that, that's a very good point. I was thinking as you're talking about Pacheco, the Vikings might not have traded because they had Dalvin Cook. Well, the uh, Chiefs had Hilaire at this point when they drafted Pacheco, so they probably weren't happy with him. And now Hilaire hardly gets into the game. They go in and take a a, a, a a running back on top of him. I guess you can't be afraid – to do that. You know, if, if no, that it, player's a good, good guy. At
1: that, at the, you're talking about like nine spots from the end of the draft. You're talking about yeah. picking players. You're talking about, you know, just picking you know, good players and you're right. They, they had, you know, the Vikings, you know, you'd say the Vikings had Kane. they had this guy, they had that guy, but they also, they, but they took Chandler. They took what I'm saying is they yeah. took Chandler uh, with one of those picks that they got from the Raiders, you know, there's just so much of this you know uh, we're smarter than everyone and we're tra- we're going to trade this we're going to trade here we're going to trade up we're going to trade back down we're going to give you dra- back your draft pack pick and get this and that and i'm just saying that the you know team like the chiefs sit there and go when's it when is it our turn okay here's my pick uh, pacheco you're exactly right
0: the- mark they the- and i was going to say this a later, but i'm going to say it now since we're talking about the raft Brock Purdy was available to every team yeah, in the yeah. goddamn League. He was available and he threw four touchdown passes last night against the Dallas Cowboys. He's gonna. there's another team that just knows how to to draft players.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't know that they felt they had this in Brock Purdy, but uh, yeah, you got to give them credit for, for for drafting and uh I don't know that Brock Purdy does this, you know. There are a lot of places that this happens but mm-hmm. – this is why I voted for Shanahan last year for as coach of the year yeah. because when they lost Trey Lance and then they lost Garoppolo and then they just kept winning and winning and winning. You know, it's their system and I mean and it's also because they have a great offensive line. But you know, this isn't the 49ers uh podcast, but that's the best team in the league. Oh,
0: I watched him last right. night uh sprint out and and hit uh, Kittle in the end zone, you know, on the run. Uh he looks very, very good. Yeah, I, they have
1: so, so many weapons. It's-
0: yes, and they're going against this vaunted Cowboys defense. It's supposed to be the greatest thing since sliced bread. And anyway, we can talk about that later. There's so much more to talk about here with the Vikings. I, I pick apart in this game, and 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 we're going to do that. So. Uh let's uh take a quick break and get the 49ers out of our head because uh they're coming in two weeks. We don't want to talk about them yet, but uh come on back and uh we'll talk more Vikings on the uh Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Okay, folks, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Mark and I are still hatching it off even during the break. Can't let this one go. There's so many things to talk about there, and I'll and I'll take off a few of them. Delay of a game on fourth and seven late. Um because they didn't have any timeouts, there's there's bad challenges. There's uh, uh, that uh, you know you're gonna lose lose challenges. You're gonna lose timeouts. Uh, and then they had you know timeouts because they couldn't get the play called in the personnel and in time. This is a what twelve year veteran quarterback. This is uh you know only a second year coach. Maybe that's part of it. But what's going on over there on the sidelines? Uh, KOC had a bad game yesterday, didn't he, Mark?
1: Well, you know maybe uh and i like kevin but may, maybe kevin gets a little a little too wordy maybe when he's when he's, uh, when he's trying to get things in we he, he does like to use a lot of words and he does talk but to calm people. down his quarterback before he sends um, in play. yeah it was not you know the, the first challenge i felt like um it was not as bad as the second one but you know as the guy as the, as the uh, chief receivers going out of bounds you, you know there's some question whether you know his one toe lifts up as he's gaining control of the ball. Uh, but there, you know, you have to have confidence that it's going to get overturned. And, and I think right. it was so close. It was just such a close call that they were going to go with what was on the field. So I mean maybe you back off of that one. The second one, you know, Kelsey's on the ground and he's got the ball pinned to his helmet and he's clearly that he's on the ground. He's clearly down and Metellus pulls it out. And it's like, and that you did it and, and you've lost a challenge. So it's halfway through the third quarter. You gotta go, that means you gotta go twenty-two minutes, twenty-three minutes without a challenge. And he throws the red flag and it's like, wow. And so they're out of challenges and, and it costs them a timeout, which that's the bigger penalty, in it that they, they cost two timeouts well, he, two he, because Goodness. maybe the bigger penalty because what if what if like right after that there had been something that was really egregious and it really blew yeah. it? Uh, you'd be like, well, we don't have a challenge. So, uh, you you can't go in this the way that this league is now. You can't. in every other place looks like it should be reviewed. Uh, you can't go twenty some minutes without having a, a challenge. I don't. I don't think.
0: By by the um, same you know, token, especially
1: and- to risk it on something like that, it was just yeah. not going to
0: win. In KOC's defense, a game like this can turn on a play like that. You know, if it's a play,
1: you've got to have. You know these are situational masters, Joe. They told they told us over and over and over again their system about how they got everything figured out. Someone needs to take a look at that and and have the intel, have the experience to say that was not gonna that's not gonna work. It, now if if it was if it was um, definitely in the Vikings' favor, yeah, I agree. You make that call, but it wasn't, and and someone needed to to go quickly enough. To get that relay to, you know, this, we're talking situation, and they're masters at this situation. So they they dropped the ball on that one, Joe.
0: Mark, it, it just came to me. It just came to me, and you know, I'm going to say it here. I got a great idea what what the the Vikings should do in this regard. You got all these former refs up in the booth to help the booth people get one of them in your booth. Have
1: a um, a ref right in your booth and he can tell you, do not challenge that. Do not challenge. Maybe they need like to promote some you know from both you know, find a an executive situational master to oversee the situation. Yeah,
0: a former ref
1: who knows, you know, exactly
0: the game and knows the discussions that these refs have. They knows that you know, the the emphasis is that they have, and he's sitting right next and he's on the headphones with Kevin, and he says, no, they're gonna they're not gonna overturn. There's not enough, do not challenge, you know. Well they're
1: they're paying Reisner four million dollars to practice, so <laughs> maybe they could pay they could pay the situation executive situational master two million dollars or something like that. Oh
0: god. I, I think it's a good idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna send uh, I mean next time you see KLC,
1: tell them that. Tell but, them again. You know, I, I will real. I will add this as we're we being, you know, we're uh, forecasting, I'm anything, but um <laughs> even with the turnover, even with the, the drops and even with all this, uh, and you hate to say it's, it's not a moral victory or anything, but um, you know, it could have been a lot, it could be a lot worse uh, when, when the chiefs come in that, I mean, this is a team that, that you, you had a chance to beat and they are, I wouldn't say they're the best team in the league right now. They might not even be the best team in the AFC. But, I think they will be though, but you know, this is a, you know, the, you, you have it in your ability to win these games and it's, it's not that far you have to stretch right uh, to, to get it done so um yeah i mean o'connell didn't help him which is you know that's his job is to help him but he did have them. i think um uh in flores too i'm sure we'll talk about the defense here yeah. but uh they you know they had him ready to play and except for the you know the turnover but, On the uh, other hand,
0: you know, and, and I was talking about with Mike Woldham, our producer, about this before the game, you know, they were in in every one of these games, you know, th- three division winners, leaders right now. They could have beaten any one of them. Could have. Not not necessarily should have, but they could have. And uh, oh God, no, the, the problem is they're going to win some games. They're going to win next week, pre- um, previewing the prediction segment, and they're going to lose mean, to the so 49ers. They're but they're, I'm
1: sorry. You better be careful making that a lock.
0: Yeah, and uh, they're going to win some other games, and they're not going to be able to tank because they've got Flores on the staff. They're just not going to tank. <laughs> so we're going to end up just not getting in the playoffs, not getting a good draft choice, and just, you know, being in the middle of the draft and not – it's going to be a wasted year, you know. I mean, if they need to get up front, no offense to Kwesi, but they need to get up in the top five so you get a goddamn blue chipper next year.
1: Well, just – Keep turning the ball over, Joe, and you'll get up in that top five. Well,
0: they they will do that. Yes, that's true. Um, other plays to chip away at. Uh, you know that that uh, you and I chatted a little bit about this before before the podcast. The uh, the, the maybe could have been called the defensive pass interference. They pick, threw flag, picked it up, and then the Sneed uh, from the Chiefs took off his helmet and. Uh, KOC went apoplectic about it. There was no flag call. The, the ref even turned to him and says, "Why don't you put your hat your helmet back on?" Standing on the field, did not call throw the flag. Is that because he's on the Chiefs? But, I mean, it's like it's right there. He pulls his helmet off to bitch about the play. If that's not if that's not a, a, a unsportsmanlike conduct play right there, whether it would it wouldn't have changed anything because it came after the play and they just would have penalized them some yards. It might have affected the Vikings. Last gasp effort, but you know it's like, come on, guys, let's get it together. You're helping out yeah. the Chiefs. I mean, come I, on.
1: Me, the the bigger the bigger issue, as I told you, was was um, you know Addison, you know the fe- the reason that they picked it up, and and uh, I did go back and why, uh, you know, because in in the press box you're kind of confused, and there's people saying that it was tipped. Well, that would that would have yeah. not that would have made it not a penalty, but he wa- it wasn't tipped. His arm was hit. Yep, uh, and I agree with their reasoning. Uh, was that you know Addison wasn't going for the ball enough? The ball was far enough away from him, and he wasn't going toward the ball. Um, I mean, it could have been called. It, it, we've seen yeah. you know defenders get penalized for less than that, so it could have. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't see it as the oh my god, we really got screwed. I would like to see the, re- and I love that receiver. I love uh, that's one of the only draft picks that quasi has going for him right now is. um is that guy. So I, I love, you know, how he plays and everything. And and people could probably say, well, he's so, so little and so small that he couldn't get over there. Cause the guy was keeping him from going over there, but he wasn't trying, he wasn't trying to get to the ball, uh, wasn't fighting for the ball enough. So that, that to me is probably the bigger issue than the helmet because there would, would have been a change of possession there. Uh, I feel, th- I feel like the, the penalty um, uh, Harrison Smith on that fourth and one, I feel like, you know, the, if you look at it from the angle on TV, if well, you see it from the back, I don't know how much they showed the back. I'm sure they probably showed a lot. I, I looked, watched the condensed version and you only get the front front angle. Well, the guy, you know, uh, Scantling Valdez, Scantling, you know, makes it, he does a great job, like making it look like worse mm-hmm. than what it was. Cause he grabs him by the helmet and basically pulls him, makes it look like he's being pulled back. And he's actually the one pulling Harrison back. Um, Harrison, could have got his head around sooner, but I think he was trying, he might have been trying to whenever the guy grabbed him by the helmet. So that one, <laughs> I didn't like that penalty. I didn't like that. Yeah. you know. That's a four, that's a hit, that's huge. It's fourth and one. Yeah, 43 yard. Um, and I'm sure we'll talk about uh you know the blitzing and stuff. Um but the thing is they they they, they played well enough defensively to, to beat Mahomes and Mahomes, you know, is gonna have those plays. Um when you go after them as much as they did, um, all
0: right. We'll we'll get into the a
1: couple more yeah. things I want to talk about here on
0: on the offensive side of the ball before we hit uh, uh, on the defense. But Justin Jefferson, do you know how bad he's hurt? Is it? It's a twist.
1: Well, they they were certain. You know, it's a hamstring. You know, I'd be stunned stunned if he's going to play on Sunday. So you're look. You know, hamstrings. Yeah, uh, could take you know a few weeks they were certainly talking you know with uh O'Connell saying there's not going to be a number a bigger fan in the locker room than him while he's out and stuff oh but we we hope he's back on sunday uh, <laughs> you know i don't think you know when a, when a, when a, you know um you're the, these these guys are like they're indie cars and it's like you don't just uh it's not a plow horse where you can just kind of throw him out there again and hope he can you know if, if like in, when Randy Moss uh, sprain or, or tore or had his hamstring issue, I think it was an O four. Uh, they threw him out there just as a decoy, like the next week or yeah. Um, and you know he couldn't do anything, and it was pretty pretty obvious quickly in that game. Um, I don't know that they even do that with him, you know, because you just yeah. If I'm him and I don't have that contract, I I don't think I'd step on the field. Is um, how bad is. So, yeah, I, you're looking at least one game without him. Now the yeah. next week is a Monday nighter. You know, the shame would be they don't have him. Well, it's a shame to have not have him in Chicago too, because he's such a huge part. But you know, if you can't play against the 49ers, uh you know, I I'm totally guessing, but I'll be I mean, this week for sure, but I, I think
0: it could be multiple weeks. Uh is Evans hurt uh, another concussion and what
1: what happened to him? I I I didn't get uh, the update on him. Right. It, you know, he was, he came back in at one point. Um, but...
0: What did you think of the offensive line the other day? Uh, PFF has ranked them as a top five off- offensive line, but Kirk got sacked three times and hit 12 times on Sunday. It's not very really good. Top a
1: Top, three top to five. Top, top five. Top five of the season? Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't agree with that. Um, yeah. I would not agree with that. Uh, you know, I, I've, one of my five extra points was looking at Chris Jones and what, how they're going to handle him. Chris Jones can play from over O'Neill all the way over to Derrissaw. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought Derrissaw played him very well. I thought O'Neal, um, there was one play in the red zone there, you know, it's, it's first and 10 at the 17. Uh, they get the first down, but O'Neal is holding uh, Chris Jones. So it becomes first and 20. They had to settle for a field goal. Uh, Ezra Cleveland got, embarrassed one of the one of the worst and i was looking at back and i had to laugh at what tony romo said tony romo goes it was so bad i thought it was a screen pass you know I was like yeah he was like yelling for kirk that's just to spike it and he goes it wasn't it was an actual pass well uh, and i talked to ezra in the locker room afterwards and and he's like well you know with with uh, chris jones you don't know if it's a bull rush or if he's gonna you know he's gonna use hands which he means like basically you can just plow a guy in with into the uh, the quarterback or you can you know get the hand work and, and get by him and that's what he did. He got by him so quickly that Kirkwood had no chance. Now that drive was saved a couple of plays later by the fake punt um, and they went on and scored. so he sort of got bailed out there, but still that's just a and I think he also uh, Ezra Cleveland gave up a pressure, another pressure uh, with Chris Jones. And as you watch for me, as I'm watching Chris Jones when that when the Vikings had the ball, the, the guy can go for, um, you know, play. I mean, first of all, he looks like he's not in very good shape. Secondly, he, you know, because he, he, he leads the field a lot. And secondly, sometimes he looks like he's going half speed. But you talk about a guy that can flip the switch and all of a sudden when it's a critical moment and just you know, become a different player. And he did that a couple of times and, and hurt him um overall i still feel like the offensive line gets confused uh when you do any kind of switch when the defense does any kind of switch or stunt or anything it's just so many times where it's like you know do do they practice (laughs) do they because you know teams aren't just going to rush straight ahead and this guy's got that guy this guy's got that guy um just a lot of pressure and i also feel like you know whenever the chiefs blitzed you know they're good at finishing their blitzes
0: yeah um i was talking with mike earlier uh uh bradbury improved things but he's no good to the vikings if he can't stay on the field with a back injury it's just going to keep occurring he's got these big behemoths pushing on him and that's just not good for your low back i i don't know how you can uh count on him to be in there week after i'm sure he's not going to play maybe this week because you got to rest that back it probably got strained again what they got to draft a center as well as uh you know another guard i mean i'm serious he he can't count on him if he's going to this is isn't that what ended john sullivan's career basically was a back injury or got him uh he left here well
1: he he, he went and won a he went and won, um played in the super bowl
0: yeah i know but he yeah. he was basically done after that
1: yeah i you know i don't i don't i mean i think he improved they they kept talking about the communication which i i can see uh that's yeah, and Brad, Bradbury did all right yesterday. Um, yep. I think the communication part is, you know, what they were, you know, really, you know, that what he gives them, um, and so maybe that's a little bit better. But there's just, yeah, to me, it's not. It, they they can win with the offensive line, but uh, man, it just seems like Kirk Kirk does take the most pressure, and he, uh, you know, I, I don't know how they 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 consider him a top five line when, you know, yeah. It, Kirk gets the most pressure, and
0: who knows who knows what these metrics are. Well, let's let's go to the defensive side of the ball. You're itching to talk about it, and they did put up a game, good game plan. They're playing against the best, uh, uh, one of the b- top players in the league, and the best quarterback in the league, in my estimation. This guy is can make can make uh, you know lemonade out of uh, out of sour lemons, you know, uh, spoiled lemons. This guy's amazing, and um, they had three sacks and nine hits on Mahomes, but he still found a way to beat him when he needed to.
1: So you didn't go with the chicken salad out of chicken? I thought about it, but nah. it's a family. family. Pod- it's a family podcast. Joe. That's right, Mark. Uh, no, I thought it was you know a tale of two halves. You know, last week my entire week was spent you know like basically with one question: Can Flores blitz Mahomes? Because Mahomes was had was like thirty first in the league a number of times. Teams have blitzed him. The teams have just kind of given up on blitzing him. Uh, they'd rather had try and make him come down the field you know uh, slower. Uh, and, and, but Flores did blitz. I mean, Flores and I, that's one thing when, when the chiefs were on offense, I was just watching and these are my numbers. I don't know how the, if they match up with some of the, uh, PFF, I think sometimes they're going to they call be calling
0: them. you. They're going to be calling you. Yeah. PFF. Sometimes
1: PFF defines blitzes as like oh, someone that was unexpected to blitz or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just counting like five or more rushers. Yeah. Uh, on 43 of his dropbacks, um, uh, Flores blitzed him 19 times, which is 44.2%, which is lower than what typically Flores does, but a lot higher than what teams are doing against Mahomes. First half, it worked. Um, Mahomes was 5 of 8 for 38 yards and one sack. That, the Daniel sack came on a blitz. Second half changed immediately with uh, as the play you're probably, uh, stands out in your mind, is third and 18. They sent seven guys seven and he you yeah. know nobody else very few people make this throw so it's hard to fall it's hard to fault it would <clears throat> excuse me whenever you um you send seven guys you almost get to him but he's able to just just get it up in the air and he throws it you know 30 some yards down the field cam bynum is there and i talked to cam bynum and bynum after he's like i the blitz the the game plan was perfect he goes we were in position because i was in position I just jumped too early and I and, did. and I'm coming down as the ball is arriving so it's the perfect pass but these are the kind of things that you risk when when and why a lot of teams don't blitz Mahomes is because he, he you know this is not like a fluke thing he's able to do this with seven people coming at him and he knows exactly where to throw it how to throw it uh, and a little sidebar on that I was talking to to Childers last week about um, just Mahomes in general and, and Childress was there when they drafted him and, he, and when he sat behind Alex Smith for a year. And he's like, he goes, Mark, it was, it was uncanny to watch them like the special teams are practicing. And he goes, they you know, they all the NFL players have this drill where they, they're fun, where they just they go 40, 50 yards back and they throw and they try to hit the crossbar. And he goes, Mahomes would stand there and do five, you know, five six in a row. He said it was uncanny how he could hit the crossbar from 40, 50 yards out. So that's what you're, you're looking at, you know, this guy's ability to do that. So in the second half, it was a different story. Eight of 10 for 88 yards, two touchdowns, and he converted three of three third downs when, when blitzed in the second half. So I feel like it was, um, you know, it was a good game plan against Mahomes, and it wasn't as tragic as you thought about, like, oh, if they blitz him, they're going to get killed. Right. Um, I thought Flores had a good game. I thought they could have won with Flores' game plan um they just um and the players said it and i believe them that that they were genuine harrison smith cam bynum you know plays were there plays were there to be met you know for them to to make them they just didn't make them
0: yeah it's a shame uh you know when you're in position and you know i don't know maybe got excited maybe it's just poor timing that cam Bynum. because cam bynum i thought had a pretty decent game and that that, that's unfortunate that was that turned out to be a
1: huge yeah he had a The flexion against Kelsey, that was big time at a big big moment in the game, and I feel like he's playing very, very well this year. Um,
0: I'm not not jumping off the defense yet, but I I did want to mention, I thought the fake punt was a lot of fun that they did. That was a great, great play call at at 15 yards for Ty Chandler where they – they hiked it to I don't know who they hiked it to. He hands off to Chandler. He runs around and that was that was a nice play at a nice time. I, I would love to see it and kept the drive
1: going. But uh. yeah, um, if Metellus took the snap and he handed That's- it to Chandler. Well, if we were out there Friday and we're you know, you, the media gets to watch the first twenty minutes or whatever, and they and they typically work on special teams during that time, and you're usually allowed. I think it was Fox Nine that was the only camera there. So you're allowed to film this part of the that's open to the media. So um, O'Connell came over to the sideline and he said, "Hey, can you, you know, just turn that camera aside just for just for a couple minutes? Do me a favor." So Fox Nine turned it, and you know, we're all we, we can see it, but we're not allowed. You know, we don't report on it, or whatever. Right. Um, so they they ran that play, and then it, and we were joking. It's like you know Andy Reid's going to be like you know, completely shocked because he's never seen a fake punt in his, in his, in his life <laughs> um you said so lined bastard. up for that when they lined up for that fourth and two i you know i said well here's where they're gonna because it was like everybody he's, he needs to go for it you gotta go right, for it on this. right And chip scoggins was saying you got to go how do you how do you not go for it on this and i said just wait i said because you i agree that you know he needed and, and, and that's in O'Connell's nature is to to go for it in that situation and I said, just wait, and then he did it. And, um, yeah, it was uh, Matt it's Daniels. smart! came up with the play, and, and I like it. Now, you know, it could get ugly if if, uh, if you don't block it well because that's yeah. a lot of stuff that has to happen right behind the line of scrimmage there for him to get around. Um, but, yeah, it was, a, it was a great call, great time to, to call it.
0: Uh, I think KOC sold it, too. I mean, air, the fans were just going – they were showing fans, just going, no, you got to go, and he's just kind of, you know – Showed this pained look on his face, like you know, yeah, I, I want to go. I don't want to hear this, but I can't. And so, it, it, you know, dramatically on TV, it, it was sold really well. It was of fake, but ooh, baby, well, and we
1: didn't spill the beans, Joe. How you like that? So, I, I,
0: you know, you got to appreciate you, cynical media. You know, you you kept a you you kept your powder dry on that one, and or no, that's not the cliche one. <laughs> but uh, 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 that you know, I, I'm surprised. I mean, if uh, of course, if you did, you you you'd Time's out at uh, T- uh, TCO would
1: not be very good. Ooh, is, that, is that all it takes? All right. <laughs> I'll, I'll keep that in mind as I get closer to the end here.
0: The third quarter's been an issue for this team. Uh, first of all, they they uh, they screwed up the first play of the game and, and took away the advantage of, you know, going down there and scoring early. And all of a sudden, the, the Chiefs are able to score at the end of the half and then, scoring coming out of the gate but the vikings you know maybe it's for them they're just not adjusting well as they come out of uh out of halftime because the the they you know the chiefs put together a long drive and 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 they went up and and uh not not to relinquish the lead again so uh what do you think about this team and their third their third quarter performance, you know, they just haven't uh, done well, just like they haven't done well in the first. Well,
1: game. I feel like, you know, this, uh, there's been times where uh, I feel like that's been a huge issue. This one, I, I think feel it was more of just like playing Patrick Mahomes and playing the chiefs and, you know, having to take all the, you know, to having to take their punches over and over. Uh, I feel like they did a really good job in the first half. I mean, the only touchdown was a 45 yard drive. Um, you know, they did well blitzing him. Uh, they only had 13 points. Uh, you know, overall, you know, where, where they, they were hurt was, you know, as the Chiefs were 9 of 15 on third down, you know, but that's the Chiefs. I mean, since Patrick Mahomes became their quarterback, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a team that's better on third down. Um, they had a lot of third and shorts also, yeah, and that was – you know, they're able to run and they, you know, you know, you give them third and short, it's like, wow, how do you stop it? So, um, I don't feel like the adjustments was, a was, uh, even though that, even though they weren't as good with the blitz in the second half, um, if they could have been a little sharper on, uh, on third downs, that would have been good, but I don't feel like, like, you know, Philadelphia, I felt like, you know, man, Mahomes are, uh, you know, Flores needed to change and he didn't change. Um, the Chargers, you know, geez, Flores needed to change something and it, you know, he didn't do it. Uh, this time I feel like, you know, he had a pretty good plan. You know, they weren't as good as they should have been on third down, but I feel like, you know, they, they the defense played well enough to win.
0: Do you, do you, uh, the defense did play a pretty good game. Are they, are they improving? Are they starting to figure out with Flores what's going on? Or is this a harbinger of things to come? Are they going to get better? Uh, should we not throw in the, The bat baby in the bathwater on this season. There's no, No, I think
1: that I think a a big reason that they're getting better is Davenport has arrived and yeah, he clearly wants to. Um, surprise me, I didn't think that he that he was going to be a guy that was going to come in and um, you know, be the kind of his uh play with the violence that he plays with. I didn't think that he had that. I, I was i don't know if i said this last week but i was talking to daniel hunter because i did a story on him before the season and daniel hunter was like you know i love davenport and he was just saying it to me so it wasn't like it was in a, in a, in a podium or anything where he mm-hmm. needed you know. sometimes they may not say the most genuine things you know yeah and i didn't even was even uh, i think i did quote him but um so i came up to him after we had a sack last week um and said i, I didn't think he had it in his bag and was like yeah don't go to sleep on this guy you, so I think you're seeing some violence there. You're seeing another guy that's able to beat, you know, when you get all these bodies going at him, you know that Daniel can get there. And I think you're starting to realize that, that, that Davenport can get there. And then you sprinkle in, you know, the uh, Patrick or Pat Jones and the uh, Wonham and, you know, Harrison, you know, that third and 18, you know, going back to whether the defense was a good call or not, you know, they're just a, like a fraction of a second late, but as he's letting that ball go. Daniels on one side, Harrison Smith's on the other. Uh and so there the pressure was there. Uh it's just a great play by a by a Hall of Fame player. Oh, but no
0: but no luck involved with the catch. Nah, none at all. No, no luck involved that Bynum jumped early. No no luck for the the Chiefs cuz they're goddamn great. They don't have Yeah. We right.
1: yeah. right. start we start raising a few trophies uh then you can call yourself uh, <sighs>
0: we got to take a break before I start going crazy again. Okay, thanks. Come on back to uh, Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Okay, welcome back to Vikings Territory Breakdown Podcast. Mark Craig from the Star Tribune. Mark, uh, uh, before we get into the prediction segment, which I've already uh, previewed mine, uh, there's two teams in the NFC that – the Vikings would have to really play well to that. You know, I, I want to go out on a limb here since this is kind of the prediction segment. I, the Vikings, I don't think, are going to win the Super Bowl this year. I mean, you, any thoughts on that? I just don't think they're going to do it.
1: <laughs> so you're off the bandwagon, Joe. I mean, you know. I'm not
0: off the bandwagon. I mean, they're it's a, it's a,
1: it's a competitive
0: rebuild. Come um, on, we, man.
1: They're the first team – Match their loss total from last year, if you if you're interested in not. But what if they, you know, what if they win? How many games are left? What if they win 12 in a row, and then you get, you know, so the 13, 14, fifth. What if they win 15 in a row, and they, they win it all? Joe? You
0: know? back up on front of the bandwagon, baby.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I, like I said, this is a. It, it's a frustrating. It's a. It's a. It's disappointing team because they they can they're good they are talented enough where i think they come up short is they're talented but they aren't uh in key in in you know, you see you build a team from the inside out they're not strong they're not physically strong like you know, the, like the uh the the eagles and the and the 49ers you like even uh, washington is not washington is strong but they don't mm-hmm. have the talent the skill talent that the vikings yeah. have you know, like you look at Washington's defensive line, you put that on the Vikings, whew, uh, or, you know, or like the, the, Philly, the, the, the Eagles defensive line or the 49ers, uh, that's where I feel they come up short is they're just not physically strong enough to, to be one of those dominant teams.
0: You know, with my my anti-Cowboys bias, uh, been been pretty nice in the past few weeks to see the uh, the Cowboys. He was every year. They were always picked to win the Super Bowl every year. This is the year. This is the year. Well, they got beat by the Cardinals. And now they got they got their hats handed to them yesterday by a, a better team out in San Francisco, you know.
1: Um, well, you know, as I, I'm, I'm on week six and I have multiple survivor picks left as, as the survivor pool is like disappearing. So I'm watching, you know, more games than I typically watch. And I have watched the 49ers. Um, I just love how the 49ers are playing. They play, play fast. They got so many weapons that it's like, it's just crazy how many weapons they have. Their offensive line is to me, the best in the league. That left tackle is he might be the best player in the league and he's a hundred years old. Um and they just they just move fast, they move quick, and they just keep coming at you, coming yeah. at you. And normally I wouldn't, I would one of my I like to spread the picks out so I don't like if one like if I had two picks on the lions and I was like sweating that one out, even when it was 35-17 in the fourth quarter or whatever, I'm like, oh come on, lions, don't let me down. Um so I spread it out and I you know. And normally you'd say San Francisco might be ripe for an upset with the Cowboys coming in because you know NFL when you're up here and you're the best and you you know next week you're down here, and I just didn't see that with the 49ers because they are so, and there's no injuries you know that's so yeah you don't have any injuries the Cowboys have some injuries coming, and and I figured they would just go after the Cowboys and that's what they did and that that's you know for right now it's almost like you know if you're good this good this early. Something's gonna happen, but McCaffrey, you know, you you worry. I, you worry about him his health. You, um, you know, eventually Purdy's gonna lose. They're gonna hit a little bump in the road, but right, they are the best team in the league right now.
0: Well, wow. um, Mark, I, I guess I got a pull for you in the Sorara pool because maybe if you win it, I might get paid for my uh, the the prediction segment beer laugh from last year. i go, well, I'll, that's facts
1: it to you. Facts it to you. Know know. Those, uh, nice. Where you, where you can feel uh, what's it called? Uh, like you can build something, a fax machine that builds. Oh
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know what you call, but I know you can yeah. Well, yeah. well that, yeah. no, that won't work. Uh Chiefs and Dolphins in the AFC uh, both have one loss. They're they're uh they're rising as the best best in the AFC. You know, you got this the Cincinnati who's got an injured quarterback, you've got your old buddy Bill Belichick, who's no longer in the conversation. Who they got handed to them last yesterday. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are their usual up and down. I think they'll be there at the end, but um, they're you know, we thought there's a lot of good teams over there. The Jets are, are no longer without Aaron Rodgers, so I, I think your your two teams over there, I mean, the Chargers are, are making their way back after a, a slow start. They're going to be okay, I think.
1: You know, uh, Bill Belichick has been uh. He's been rumored to break some rules occasionally over the years and create some gates like spy gate and rumors, Rumored rumored mark? Rumors. I'm thinking that maybe this could be tank gate. Uh, <laughs> Bill Belichick might have it, might have the because uh, I don't think you get fired if you're Bill Belichick. Right. So you probably have like a you know, I, I could totally hundred percent. Uh I know he's competitive and he's he's uh, probably wouldn't like to lose, but if he can get the first um, uh, i'll make sure that before i say all this i want to make sure that they didn't trade away their number one pick for anything but uh you know if he, i'm assuming he has a, his number one pick his first round pick yeah, i i can see belichick throwing the towel in to get uh, the quarterback quarterbacking one
0: absolutely he wants to beat uh, shula
1: he wants the shula's record i don't know that's just i'm just throwing out there but um yeah the, you know the dolphins are uh you know they got a track team for an offense and uh, I love the little Waddle, the uh, little penguin thing. Uh, you know, I'm not a big celebration guy, but that's yeah. kind of goofy enough for me. Um, but yeah, I mean Tyreek Kill is ageless, and Waddle is is great. And you know, nobody I didn't see Tua uh, playing like this. Uh, you know, even though he has it in him. I, it, just kind of. I had on my fantasy year.
0: team for two years, Mark, and he was terrible. I, I kept, you know, I thought, okay, it's the next <laughs> best thing, and he never
1: materialized. And all of a sudden, boom! This is the year. He's just he's really playing well. But uh yeah, uh, that was one of my another one of my survivor picks. Was, but you worried about like the Giants had doing what the Bears did on on Thursday night. The Bears, you know, we'll talk about them. But the Bears basically tired of being made fun of, and they popped someone in the nose.
0: They did uh they look good and and uh it's a great segue uh the bears are are not the bears, the bears of this week are not the bears of the first three or four games they they played well on thursday night and uh uh very well and and uh i'm sorry i was in chicago last year for this game and i saw what i saw and i don't think they're ready i the we know the vikings are a desperate team we know uh, that uh, there's always troubles when they go down there, but uh, there's you know if if they can contain Mahomes, not contain him, but keep him in check, I think they can do the same with uh, with uh, Justin Fields. So I, I think uh, they're going to dial up a, a win next week, and uh, uh, you know you can you can pick against it. So because we're still we're both two, uh, three and two, you know we have uh, both been picking the same for. For the whole, the whole season so far, I don't know. Are You ready to mix it up, Mark? What are you seeing? From well, the-
1: I haven't I haven't decided, but I'm going back and forth. I I, I sort of like that uh, Flores having a plan against him. Uh, th- this is you know Thursday night was a good example, in that, and since I touted my good survivor picks, my I also took the also took the uh, uh, the Commanders. Mm-hmm. I took them um, because I think you know everything. You know Chicago's so beat up. They're down to their JV team. Uh, it's a Thursday nighter. The Bears are on the road. Washington. I love their defensive line. And he, so everything everything adds up. You know, okay, this this should be a win. This should be a win. And then you click on the TV, and one team, like I said, pissed off that they're being made fun of every day and being laughed at, and so they they rise up and they pound. They play as like it's the Super Bowl. And the other team sleepwalks through, and I think uh, it was even Magic Johnson even basically said that or right the not you know, you just they just didn't show up for the first half, and they thought they could turn it on like Denver did against Chicago the week before, and they couldn't do it. Um, so when you make these picks, like in two things: emotions, how, you know how a team's going to play, and turnovers. Those are the two things you can't predict, and that always seems to to play a role in it and what happens after a Super Bowl mark there's a letdown so far well, exactly out, that's, that's why that's why I, but you know but then you factor in they got an, a little bit of extra time yeah uh, i'm sure we're gonna disagree at some point but I can't pull the trigger on that well, should, I, <laughs> should, I, should i do it Joe <laughs> then I'll have to like I'll have to like uh justify it later when I'm actually making making my pick um pass through it they turned the ball over too much, Joe. I'm gonna take the Bears. Whew,
0: here it is, the first diversion of the the force. The first, uh, uh, I, I think I'm gonna start a new. Oh, and also no,
1: no Justin Jefferson. I'm liking this more and more. So okay, let's. What uh, let, we can't just you know, oh, they're gonna win. They're gonna lose. You know, nah, we got to break it up. So. It's gonna be Jordan wow. Addison's coming out party.
0: They're gonna find out who he is, and then they're gonna say, "I guess we don't have to pay so much." Jar- Justin. I will.
1: I will say that uh, one thing they're gonna. It's gonna be different this week. Is, uh, it's. It's a. Ama- I like. I'd like to look this up and see when's the last time Mahomes didn't have a carry. You know, Mahomes never did not run once. No, I, I thought it, he. I thought he did once. No. Yeah. Wow. Uh, maybe it was called back. Well, oh. The only time he ran was when it was they were in the red zone, and he uh, this was his best play of the game was, uh, I think it was a third down as well. He he took off running, and he's like a half a step from the line, and Maisie even sees the guy, and he turns, and he sl- and he throws it, maybe it was Kelsey, and throws it for the first down, and it's like wow, yeah.
0: so, so he, for
1: him to, when he takes off, to like, to, to almost like he's he's moving in slow motion um his heart rate's probably as if he's sitting home watching you know tv and to be able to decipher all this stuff and yeah he makes that little quick turn throw to his left um when he looked like he was gonna take off running but yeah you you compare like him him not running uh to what you know justin Fields is probably going to run a lot that's a good point justin fields played with a lot of confidence the last two weeks and he got a win for it last week um I mean, this is why I'm waffling on it, but I'll I'll make the the Bears pick. I'm going to say the Bears, but uh, I can also see Brian Flores, you know, making life miserable for Justin Fields. Um, But, uh, hey, the the loser uh, last place alone, Joe. That's right. Vikings are the better team. There's no doubt the Vikings are the better team. Uh, But... I'm tired of saying, well, if they don't turn the ball over, this is who they are turning the ball over for now, and I'm just going to say they're the first quarter they're going to uh, – I'm adding the jinx factor, Joe. I'm going to jinx my, you know, the Bears, and the Vikings will win now that I picked the Bears. Why? that's the longest
0: prediction out of you ever.
1: You are one. I know. I, I wish I would have. I kept telling myself to stop like halfway through, but I didn't know how to end it.
0: <laughs> my bold prediction, since you're making one, is – Uh, Brock Purdy is going to be the first Mr. Irrelevant to win a Super Bowl, lead his team to a Super Bowl victory. I don't even know if he is, but I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. And then then they'll uh, they'll be talking about him as this late-round draft choice. That's the greatest thing since the GOAT, Tom Brady, which would be wonderful news. Um, Anyway, that'll do it for this week. Thanks, Mark. For all your insights, thanks, Mike, for producing behind the scenes. Thanks, folks, for tuning in. We really appreciate it each week. And thanks, Joe Johnson, uh, for putting us here in the first place. So until next week, when we're talking about that Vikings victory over the Bears, knock on wood. Uh, uh, we'll see ya. So tune back in, and we'll we'll check you out next time. Until then, score.
1: Score. Sk-